0: Hello everyone, I'm Jencene Bard, and welcome to Testimony, where truth is told, lives are changed, and hope is given. Revelation twelve eleven tells us that we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony, a testimony of your story for His glory. He is the pastor of one of the largest churches in America. From small beginnings over 15 years ago to now 36,000 active members on multi-campuses reaching the lost and empowering the believer with the saving, healing, and yes, delivering power of the gospel of Jesus Christ. In his latest, Truly Free, Breaking the Snares that So Easily Entangle, our next guest shares his own story and how you too can avoid the pitfalls that once entangled him. Ladies and gentlemen, would you welcome to testimony a wonderful honor indeed. Best selling author, speaker, and TV host of The Blessed Life, chairman of the board of King's University, and senior pastor of Gateway Church, Dallas, Fort Worth, Texas. Please welcome Pastor Robert Morris. Pastor Morris, welcome to testimony.
1: Thank you so much, Junstein. I am so honored to be here.
0: Well, it is an honor to have you, Pastor. It's such a pleasure uh, to have you on a program called Testimony where truth is told, lives are changed, and hope is given. And that appears to be exactly what you are doing and have been doing these past 35 years, Pastor, with your wife, Debbie, and now your latest great read truly free. But before we get to all of this in part one of our two-part conversation today, can you please tell our audience how you came to faith in Jesus Christ and some of the pitfalls you had to overcome to become all God intended? Pastor Morris, please tell us your story.
1: Well, I grew up in a great Christian home, uh, great Christian parents. Um, but, uh, and walked the aisle when I was really young. Uh, but a lot of, like a lot of kids, um, I don't, I just didn't really surrender my will to the Lordship of Christ. I didn't really understand that. And, uh, I had a lot of insecurity, uh, got caught up in the wrong crowd, started going the wrong way. And, uh, it just seemed like there was an attack against me from day one. To go the wrong way and do the wrong thing And um, when I was uh, 15 I I, uh, I had an evangelist that took an interest in me And started trying to help me And I kept trying to rededicate my life to the Lord And I do believe sometimes we need to recommit But, um, you know, we also need to examine Have we ever really committed, you know, to the Lord And uh, so at that time I started trying to straighten out and I met Debbie and started dating her, fell in love. We dated our um, last two years of high school, and our first year of college, and then we got married. And I started seeing in her just um, a true love for Jesus Christ, not for what she could get out of him, but what for what she could do for him. And I uh, had this evangelist, and he was mentoring me, and I actually started speaking some. And I really realized, as I started reading the Bible for myself, I'd never truly been saved, and I never truly submitted my will to His Lordship. And uh, Mm -hmm. so I did that. I was 19 years old. Debbie and I had already been married about nine months. But uh, that was the change. Everything was different. Not that I was perfect, but um, I didn't want to go back to the old life. I had no desire for it. I wanted to serve the Lord. And that—that uh, that I'm telling you, I wish every person could truly have that experience. And I think the blockage for me was kind of religion, that I believed in my head Jesus was the Son of God, but I really had to believe it in my heart enough to give Him control of my life.
0: Was your wife, Debbie, the one that caused you to look at your faith in a different way? What broke, what I would call a religious way of thinking, or a religious spirit even, off of your life?
1: Well, two things. One was the genuineness of Debbie's life and the genuineness of her faith. And second was this evangelist that was helping me um, was so strong on, um, you know, that uh, if you're going to become a Christian, it's, it's really committing your life. To Jesus Christ, and and I began to see it in Scripture, and I began to see, you know, the disciples left all and followed Him, and Jesus said, are you going to take up your cross and follow me? And uh, I was confronted with um, uh, uh, the truth, and I don't mean, I'm going to say this, I, it, it wasn't a watered-down gospel, and I don't mean to uh, cast um, a bad shadow in the church I grew up in, so it's kind of like believe and you'll be saved. Well, it's true, but I think there's a belief that goes deeper than just a mental assent uh, to the cross, and that is uh, a heart dissent to that I'm really willing to bear the cross and become a full disciple of Jesus Christ.
0: Amen and amen. One of the reasons I wanted to have you on the program, Pastor Morris in particular, because in your book, Truly Free, which we are going to get into in more depth in our second segment, you talk about ways that even as a Christian we can allow things in our life that will put us into bondage and keep us from living a victorious life in Christ, I know that I personally experienced that in my own life, and I've also experienced the power of the Holy Spirit to deliver and set free. But it first has to be taught, Pastor Morris. I'm not hearing this in so many churches today, maybe back in the 80s and in the 70s, but not so much today. As pastor of Gateway Church in Dallas and author of many Best-selling books, one entitled "The Blessed Life." How did your role in the writing of that book prepare you to write the book that you have written today?
1: Well, um, this book, the, the book "Truly Free," came from a sermon series that I did at Gateway Church, and uh, it just—I get just began to get so burdened that um, if you don't know you're in bondage, you can't be free. And uh, I just began to get so burdened that it seemed like that we were being kind of um, sent down the river that, well, you know, once you're a Christian, the devil can't bother you anymore. And, um, and so I, I got so burdened to begin to study to prove that we as believers can be in bondage. and renewing our mind and building ourselves up in our most holy faith, all that. But I believe also in the delivering power of Jesus Christ. Uh, It seems like we go one way or the other. Is it deliverance or is it discipleship? My answer would be yes. (laughs) And I'll (laughs) quote someone that uh, probably everyone knows, and uh, I know you know him, uh, but I quote in the book Dr. Jack Hayford. uh, Pastor Jack says, you can't cast out the flesh and you can't disciple a demon.
0: Amen. And
1: That is just a wise statement. What he's saying is it's not deliverance or discipleship. It's deliverance and discipleship. And so the book focuses on yes, we need to renew our minds and become disciples, but part of getting free is admitting we're in bondage. And when you admit you're in bondage to the one who
0: Amen and amen. Pastor Morris, to look at you, one might think you've never had a problem. Every hair in place, the boy next door, from a Christian family and a great neighborhood. You're the man every mother hopes their daughter will someday marry. And eventually you did become that man, but not so fast. You had a lot of challenges that you yourself had to overcome. Can you just talk about some of those challenges and how you were able to be as your book states truly free
1: you know uh, when I was growing up I had so much insecurity uh, that I didn't really feel like the boy next door I felt like the goofy looking boy next door you know we we're, we're all going through uh, adolescence we looked hard for me for years to talk about that. It didn't seem like there was any shame in saying, you know, I used to be in drugs, but there was a lot of shame uh, involved to talk about the immorality that I was involved in. And uh, so I got saved, fell in love with Debbie, fell in love with Jesus, but I had a lot of immoral things that I had seen and done that God never intended me to see and do. And uh, so even after I was a Christian, here I was struggling with lustful thoughts, and uh, it was horrible. And I couldn't understand why until I understood that uh, there were some strongholds in me that needed to be torn down, um, that I needed to repent, and also to understand about the thief and the way he works. Well, one of the illustrations that the, the Lord showed me, uh, and of course illustrations don't prove, scriptures prove, and I prove it with the scriptures, but an illustration to understand is that, that Jesus called Satan a thief and said he's looking for some other way to come in. And so if you think about if you went to church one morning and you left a door or a window open, and you came home and there was a thief in your house, well, he wouldn't own your house but he is in your house. And he's gonna steal from you until you get the proper authority to get him out. So, so if you came home and you found a thief in your house, that thief wouldn't own your home, but he would be in your house. And he would, he would steal from you until you got the proper authority to get him out. Well, that's where we get hung up on, on that. We say demon possession And we say, well, surely a Christian can't be possessed by a demon because he can't be owned by a demon. And and obviously, we are owned by God, uh, and, um, uh, you know, we're bought with a price. But the word possession there means to gain control over. And that's exactly what Satan tries to do. He tries to gain control over us in an area of our lives. And if he gains control in an area such as anger or lust or bitterness, then we need to get the proper authority, which is Jesus Christ, and get him out. So I really look forward to uh, just seeing the talking to, with you more about this next week.
0: Amen and amen. Ladies and gentlemen, you have been listening to best-selling author, speaker, and senior pastor of Gateway Church, Dr. Robert Morris. You can learn more about Pastor Morris and get his latest great read, truly free, by going to theblessedlife.com or wherever books are sold. Pastor Morris, thank you for being with us today on Testimony. We look forward to hearing much, much more next week. God bless you.
1: Thank you so much for having me on the program. I really am excited about coming back next week.
0: Testimony is a global broadcast made possible by the generous contributions of our valued partners at Jensen Bard Ministries and you, our listening audience. Together, we are reaching souls for Christ, one testimony at a time. If you would like information on how you can support this broadcast with your tax-deductible gift,